you're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Welcome back to Podiatry Marketing. I'm your host, Jim McDonald, joined as always by my co-host, my trusty co-host, Tyson Franklin. Oh, I like Tyson, that. What... Oh, sorry. Do you want to do <laughs> you that like again? trusty? <laughs> no, it's good. That's good. I like that. Trusty, trusty co-host. Uh, I'm good today, Big Jim. You can be Big Jim, Big Trusty Jim. <laughs> Yeah, no, things are uh, good over here in Montreal. No complaints. Uh, middle of summer, feeling good. Uh, it's getting a little hot, but uh, it's you know it's much better than freezing, freezing like we do in the wintertime. So, uh, I look at your temperatures over there, and even when you get your summer, it's such a short period of time, <laughs> and you just go. Now, one day, everyone just when you we see everyone in North America, how much do they celebrate summer, and they go out and they do certain things. Because you don't have a lot of time to enjoy it. Yeah, you got to make hay while the sun is shining, right? Because uh, it's going to be gone before you know it. Okay, so we're going to get on to today's topic. So what are we going to talk about today? Today, I want to talk about self-reflective marketing. And the idea of it, it's sort of, this comes off the back of two previous episodes that we did. One was episode uh, 70, where we were talking about developing micro pillars. And also episode 72, where we were talking about finding black caviar which was a lot to do with like testing and measuring and and figuring out you know just because something works today doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work tomorrow when you put those two things together one of the biggest thing is when we when i talked about the marketing pillars and said every time you're doing something you should be noting down what you're doing and and trying to uh record what was happening it could be doesn't really matter what the marketing pillar was that you're using but take note of other things that are going around. The weather is important, especially like you, like we just mentioned before. In summer, I'm sure what you do as, a, as an individual is completely different to what you do in the middle of winter where you live. No, for sure. Yeah, I'm inside a lot more during the uh, the colder months and outside trying to enjoy the uh, the mountain and, and get out for some runs when, it's, uh, when the weather's nice. Yeah, so where you are is probably very seasonal on the different activities you do, which would probably affect patients and their problems that they have and what and what they come with. And there's probably certain patients too that, yeah, when it's ten feet of snow, probably do not want to leave the house and go and see anybody. They might be trapped. You know, appointments get messed up and things like that. So I think the whole idea of self-reflective marketing is just whenever you're doing anything, is just sit back and reflect on what you did. It's try and learn as much as you can with every single marketing activity you do and also getting feedback from from the people around you so when when patients are coming in is look at the type of patients that are coming in and if they saw some marketing you did it could have been uh, it could have been a google ad that you did or it might have been a blog article or it might be something you posted on facebook dig down to how they found you and you can even ask them questions like what was it about my that particular ad that you saw, or that marketing that did, that made you say, now was the time to actually take action on it. And they might go, oh, no, I've seen, I've seen it so many times. I just keep thinking, I've got to do something, I've got to do something, I've got to do something. And then yesterday I went to go for a run because the weather's better. And also, bang, I had the same problem I had last year. I went, stuff it, I'm not putting up with this anymore. So to me, noting all that down is something that you can reflect on later yeah next year same time what sort of responses you were getting from different people different places 
No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think there's a certain amount of awareness you need to have depending on where you're practicing and, you know, asking additional questions, like you mentioned, is a great way to kind of dig below the surface. Um, if someone just says, you know, oh, I found you on Google. Yeah. Digging a little bit deeper will help you realize, was it an ad? Was it, was it a link in the kind of the organic section? I think it's also important is that sometimes, you know, if you're not kind of curious enough or you're not really asking these questions, you're just never going to know. Um, for example, you know, when are you going to live in somewhere like in Canada or, or North America, you know, people can kind of get away with having their fungal toenails throughout the winter. It's not top of mind, but yeah. once like sandal season comes along, there's a real opportunity here that if you, you're aware and you realize that people are going to want to start wearing sandals in a month or two, you know, once the spring starts kicking off, you know, there's an opportunity to kind of make your local patients aware of that and kind of tap into that you know, wanting to go to the beach or wanting to get outside uh, aspect of kind of how activity and how your patients' lives are changing. But if you're just kind of not curious and you're just kind of like going through the motions with your marketing or with the services you provide, you're going to miss those great opportunities. Yeah. And when I was talking before about weather too, it's really paying attention because you might run a marketing campaign during summer or leading up to summer. And you know, people are going to be more in open shoes and they're concerned, yeah, especially women having fungal nails and these ugly looking things looking yeah sticking out there they're nice they're going to the races they've got beautiful dress on nice shoes and you got these big fungal things sitting at the end of their feet so you might be say spring into summer looking at all that and going yeah two years ago oh we, we did really really well because we did this particular campaign and you go oh but then the next year we, we changed the campaign we did something else didn't work as well and you might be thinking but did not work as well because it was a different campaign. It did not work as well because it was a, an exceptionally wet spring or summer. And therefore, that changed everybody's activity. So when it comes, when we spoke before about finding black caviar and testing and measuring what you're doing, it's not just testing and measuring the results from a particular campaign. It's reflecting on a lot of different other aspects. It's taking, trying to take a lot more into account. So anytime you go and do everything, anything, Think about it. Did it work? Uh, what worked? What didn't work? And the big question is, if you were doing it again, and I've mentioned this on other recordings, what would you do differently? And this is about, this is the real self-reflective reflective part, is if you were running that same, same campaign again with what you know right now, what would you do different? And noting that down and why. So when you go to do it again, you can you're reflecting back on what you've already reflected on. Yeah, it helps you really adapt and adjust, right? I think that's a really important component is that, you know, a lot of people see kind of cookie cutter marketing ideas uh, or things that have worked in the past. And I think sometimes they, they're expecting to get the exact same results as they had previously, right? But like you said, the environment can change, um, preferences can change, maybe there's been improvements in certain types of technology. So kind of, you know, being up to date and understanding that you're going to have to adjust and adapt somewhat. Maybe it is, you know, you try something a little bit different than last time. It doesn't work as well. So you go back to that old thing. But unless you're testing and trying to get a little bit better each time doing it, uh, yeah, you're just going to kind of either get, you're going to think you're going to get what you're always going to get, but you may also get, you know, a, a lesser result or maybe a better result sometimes. But when you're taking into account those different variables, um, you can kind of make better decisions um, about why things work and then better decisions for the future. Yeah, and it's not always copying what everybody else is doing. Yeah, say Instagram, for example. I've seen some things on Instagram that podiatrists do. They go, wow, that's really clever, and I can see why that works for them. 
but I can see some other podiatrists who try to copy exactly what they're doing and I'm going, it just doesn't work for you, please. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be doing that. But they think just because they've seen three other podiatrists do it, therefore it must, it must work for them. And they won't just do it once, they'll be doing it for two years. And you go, at no stage are they actually stopping and looking there. Well, we had 45 comments from 45 podiatrists. But if, are you doing this marketing for podiatrists or are you doing the marketing for patients? So if it's only other podiatrists that are looking at what you're doing, are you really, are you wasting time there? Because you only have a certain amount of time to do certain things. So your time is really, really valuable. So it's good to reflect on, look at all the activities you're doing and what is giving you the best bang for your buck. And if spending half a day doing some videos and putting them on Instagram and waving your hands about is not really giving you the return, where else could you spend that time? I think you're breaking up a really good, uh, a really important point there is like understanding who the kind of like, for lack of a better term, it's kind of like the end user. Like who are you, who are you trying to connect with? Like when you're being kind of very deliberate about the marketing you do or the, the types of information you're getting out there into the community, like who are you trying to really kind of bring in with that type of stuff? And are you getting those folks? Or like you said, you know, there's a lot of podiatrists that will make content for other podiatrists and there's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. But if you're trying... But if you're trying to, uh, <laughs> I know a couple of guys that do it, uh, uh, you know, every so often. <laughs> I was just uh, saying, what we, we, I was just talking about before, and I was waving my hands about in the air. I'm thinking <laughs> you're probably going to cut that out as a as a video snippet and go, "Here's Tyson waving his hands in the air," and if you put music to it, I'll be really dirty. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get, uh, we're gonna go viral. We're gonna get millions of views with uh, Tyson's TikTok dance there. But um, but no, I think it is something where it is good to. You know, are you connecting with that? You know, obviously on this podcast, we're trying to connect with other podiatrists. But you know, yeah. if we were, we're not making it a consumer or like a a, po a podiatry podcast for the local area or something. So, making sure that you're, like you said, it's not just views and likes and stuff from anybody, but it's really connecting with that kind of target audience or that kind of local patient that you want to bring into your practice. And, and this is the part about reflecting on, on what you're doing. Is sometimes you would have heard the term, or you would have. Yeah, about vanity numbers where someone will will create something and what they want to see is is likes and shares and comments and and the more they get the it makes them feel good it's almost it's like a dopamine hit they post something straight away they get 25 likes it's a big dopamine hit makes them feel good and they want to just keep doing it but you're better to to do something and have five likes but those five likes are from five people who potentially are going to use your services than having a hundred likes of people that are overseas that are never going to use your business or your services in any way. This happens a lot in podcasting. So for example, some places that sell advertising on podcasts, they'll go, when your episodes hit 10,000 downloads per episode, we will then put you in touch with different suppliers or people that advertise. And I'm thinking from an advertiser's point of view, when you look at say, Podiatry Legends, or you look at this uh, podcast, We'll have a lot smaller number of downloads per episode, but the people that are listening to it are podiatrists. It's podiatrists that listen to Podiatry Legends. It's podiatrists that listen to Podiatry Marketing. You might get a few outside of that, but predominantly it's podiatrists. So if you are an advertiser and you're thinking, hmm, I wouldn't mind talking to podiatrists, well, we know a couple of good podcasts that you could advertise on. And that's the self-reflecting part. That's just looking back at what you're doing and going, Am I really talking to the right people at the right time using the right medium? And, and am I getting the right results? It's deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you know, obviously we work on this every day. So it's, I think it's, uh, 
it's it's i mean i would say it's easier for us to understand but we can kind of reflect and with these things we teach to other people right but you know sometimes when you're getting busy you know you're seeing 30 to 40 patients a day you're trying to take care of your staff work with your staff manage your staff um, and you're doing some marketing on the side you know that that kind of self-reflective time is not always there but i think you know take taking that extra half an hour uh, each week or maybe you try to do it on a monthly basis to see you know, once you're gathering the information about the the types of campaigns you're running or the takeaways, you know, is it really leading to kind of you know, return on investment for your practice? Um, it kind of pays dividends because you're going to stop wasting money, you're going to stop wasting your time, and you're really going to be kind of honing in on messages and mediums that really help propel your practice uh, forward. Yeah, and the one thing I always like people to understand when it comes to marketing, marketing is fun. I don't care what anybody says, marketing is fun because there's nothing better than coming up with an idea, putting it, you know, creating a plan around it, around it, a strategy, putting it, yeah, you know, letting it loose on the general public or whoever it is, and then you get a response from it. And that's the best thing about marketing is you know when it works, it's because you get a response. And and there's nothing nothing puts a bigger smile on your face than when you apply an idea. And you get a return on that idea and you go, oh, that was fantastic. That was so good. And then you keep tweaking it and you're making it better. You, you reflect on it. How can I improve it? You make little tweaks. Sometimes not every tweak is good. Sometimes you tweak it and you go, oh, bugger that up. <laughs> Retweak it, go back to, to what worked and you just, just keep repeating it. And if people don't have time for it, find out, is there anyone within your business that loves marketing? And maybe they can help you more. Or if not, you talk to Jim. You talk to myself. Hey, can you guys help me put together a marketing plan that will actually work? It's like I said, if you haven't got time to do it, that means you're making a lot of money. So if you, if you, to be honest, if you do not have time to do marketing in your business, there's only two reasons: you hate it, you don't like doing it, or you're that busy and you're making so much money you haven't got time to do it. So if you, if you need marketing done for you, is reach out to somebody and get them to help you. No, that's a perfect example. Uh, I, I couldn't have put it better that than that um it's just hugely important to to get the message out there and to kind of like track down those kind of ideal patients and uh by doing um you know by, by putting the messages out there by marketing yourself you're going to be seen in your local area as that expert uh and it can really pay div dividends for your practice yeah and the other part with self-reflection too is you don't have to be marketing it every on every social media platform you don't need to be marketing in every marketing pillar 100 percent all the time you just need to pick certain things and just double down on them the one try try different things work out what's working do more of what's working and just double down on that and, and keep doing it when i had the podiatry clinic in cairns there was one print ad that we used to use and I used the same print ad for 20 years pretty much and the reason i used it is because it bloody worked and it brought patients in every time i ran it it worked really well we had maybe two or three radio ads that we would do every now and then. Every time we ran them, they worked. We had some videos that we we played online and we also played late at night on TV because it was really cheap. And I know that I live in a regional area and I think if anybody lives in a regional area, those yeah, things, marketing has changed. Would I advertise on TV now? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I'm saying it wouldn't. In regional areas, I still think, there's, there's a certain way that you can use it that works well. With radio, there's still a certain way that you can use it. Print, yeah, not sure about that, depending on the town that you're in. But the whole online thing with all the different platforms that are out there, you can't be good on them all. 
So just be really good on a couple, on one or two of them. I think that's a huge that's a huge uh, you know comment there, and I think you're right on the ball when it comes to you know the self reflective you know obviously the numbers and those kind of things, but making sure you're staying true to the vision of kind of your ideal practice, you know, and uh, the fact that unless you want to be maybe a nationwide or an international renowned surgeon, most of the people that listen to this podcast you know are in a kind of a geographic location. So mm. the more you can be seen online and be visible for you know, the different areas that, you know, where your patients are coming from, if you're the most visible option and, and seen as the most, you know, the, the expert that, that does those different types of things that you want to do, um, then patients are going to come your way. If you're invisible, you're not putting your best foot forward, you're just kind of hoping patients come your way. Um, best of luck to you. Maybe you have an amazing referral network, but you really have to be visible. And, and like I said, this kind of tying in the self-reflectiveness as far as like the numbers and the strategy you're trying and the, and the different tactics you're trying with kind of who you want to be and the road you kind of want to walk down uh, and kind of grow as a practice and as a clinic, um, the more successful you'll be in the future. No, I agree. It's and especially I've seen podiatry clinics that are safe for sale and some of them will say, we have a really, uh, an amazing referral network. And whenever I see that, I go, Okay, just I hope you've got something else as well, not just a really good referral network because maybe they're referring to the clinic because they know you. But if I buy your clinic and you're no longer there, is that their, is that their reason to leave you and go somewhere else? So I would never purchase a clinic that just said to me, we have a, an amazing referral network without them telling me, tell me the rest of your marketing plan. Let me know how else you're bringing patients in because if that pillar falls over, that referral pillar falls over, I know the other five of them are doing well. So, and that's yep. the part where you've always got to be reflecting on your own business thinking. I always think when you're setting a business up from day dot of setting it up, your intention is to sell it. You may never sell it, but you should be setting up that if someone came along and wanted to buy it tomorrow, I can tell them exactly this is, this is how the patients flow into my clinic. Yeah, it's when you're a business owner, right? You kind of build up the asset and obviously we're, we're in healthcare and medicine, so it's maybe not always, people aren't always thinking about this, but obviously if you're in private practice already, you're thinking about you know, how can you build value into your clinic, make it a valuable thing. Um, and there's different ways of doing that. And, you know, obviously, like you talked about, like, you know, selling the practice in the future and kind of building it up to be almost self-sustainable without you, you know, whether you bring on associates and other folks, um, you know, how can you step away from the business as, as it still runs, right? So yeah. there's a lot of, uh, you, you know better than I do when it comes to, to building a private practice, but that's, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of kind of you know, business acumen that's required to really uh, make something successful. Uh, so the last, the final thing I just want to wrap up with people is just, it doesn't matter what marketing you're doing, while it's actually happening, is reflect on what's happening, is think about the results that you're getting. When that marketing campaign is finished, is reflect on as many areas as possible of all the things that may have potentially influenced it in a good way or a bad way. I, like last example, I remember we had a podiatry clinic set up in a certain area and about three months after setting up, we were doing this certain ad campaign. And, but then on the fourth month of doing it, all of a sudden, we just got all these patients coming and go, oh my God, I haven't done anything differently. But then I heard that this podiatrist had been in town for yeah, like 10, 15 years, closed. They were trying to sell the practice, couldn't, so they closed the doors and left. All of a sudden, all their patients are looking for a podiatrist and they came in and saw us. Now, when I was asking them, well, how'd they find out about Now, they'd seen our advertising before, but they didn't want to change. They weren't looking for a new podiatrist. But when that person left, because they'd seen stuff that we'd done, that's why they came and saw us. But I couldn't 
say that it was just because of that marketing campaign that all of a sudden had all these extra patients. There was a big external factor, a podiatry clinic closed down, which is always a good thing. Well, it's like you said, like sometimes these things are difficult to measure, right? So like we're, we're, we're kind of talking about being reflect, you know, self-reflective and measuring things, but there's some kind of occurrences that happen in your local area that can you, can you calculate the ROI on that, all the marketing that you did yeah. led, it, led to these people to come your way? Was there like an easy chart or an easy graph to see like why that happened? It's like, no, you have to kind of piece some of these things together, right? Like uh, things that happened in the real world that happened in your clinic and then you know what the what that means for the finances of your practice right so you know, we think it is important to be self-reflective in those things but realize that you're not going to be able to measure every single thing either no but it's also the reason why you or no matter how busy your clinic is you should always be seen and heard you always just be putting yourself out there even if you reduce the scope a little bit but you just keep the practice up of making sure you're always marketing yourself because even though like if that podiatry clinic closed and I had never done any marketing prior to that, when all those people were looking for a podiatrist, so we're going, scratching their head going, oh, where should we go? But because I'd been doing marketing and they had seen me there, seen the clinic there, they go, okay, well, we know there's another one now. When it closed straight away, we were top of mind and they just came flooding in, which was, which was really good. And, and that's where sometimes you, you can't just paint belt your chest and go oh i'm a genius look what i just did <laughs> there's so many other factors that are involved in having a good practice there is timing there is location there's so many things involved but i think my next talk that i'm going to do because you're going to be talking next week on your topic but i'm going to talk about taking big clinics on head on oh it's a good one there's a, a, spi a, a spicy one <laughs> well there's there's reasons for doing it. So that's going to be next week's topic. When I, or not next week, two weeks time when I do my topic, taking big clinics head on, like there a Mack go. truck. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it, Tyson. It should be a good one. <laughs> and we are going to be getting together in October. Yep. Well, that was enthusiastic there, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, doing a marketing workshop. We're doing a marketing workshop together in October in Chicago. So all the details will be on. Where are all the details, Jim? They'll be at podiatrygrowth.com backslash PML for Podiatry Marketing Live. Oh, PML. I like that. So people go and check that out. So, Jim, that's it for me this week. I look forward to talking to you next week. Sounds good, Tyson. Okay. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.